right. So this is actually perfect. Um, here's why. So this morning, uh, by the way, I'm Steve Murphy. I'm one of the ministers here. Um, so welcome to Discover Christian Church. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, we, uh, the, 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 uh, the series name is Reset. And um, you've just noticed we had a te technical difficulties. So that's actually perfect because that's how this day has gone for me. Um, I woke up this morning, uh, my alarm went off, and you know how there's that snooze thing on your iPhone, you know, or whatever, you know, you can hit snooze. You can also hit off. And um, <laughs> did that. Uh, woke up about an hour late and uh, got here late. Um, but before I got here, I was halfway here and I realized I had left my church keys at the house, so I had to drive back home, pick those up, and come in. Then first hour we had community. Uh, computer problems, and uh, you've just seen we had computer issues again, so it's just one of those mornings, and it's one of those days where I, I just feel like, you know, it'd be really cool to just hit the reset button, right? And that's the title of our series, so isn't this a great illustration? It was like the Holy Spirit said, here, whatever you had for the beginning of the message was bad, use this instead, and so that's what we're doing. Um, and we're excited, though, about this whole series. It's really been good, and man, we had a sweet Sweet first hour, um, just some really good things happen, and we're excited about um, where we're headed. So, uh, Jim, if we could pop up the rest of the lights, that would be great. Yeah, all right. I don't want them to fall asleep. So today we're going to jump right in using a verse that we have uh, used pretty much throughout this whole series. It's John chapter 8, verse 14. It's where Jesus said, I tell you what, I know where I've come from. And I know where I'm going. Can we get that door shut? Thank you. Awesome. People are out there having Jesus moments, but we're having Jesus moments in here too, so it's good. All right. So Jesus said, I know where I came from and I know where I'm going. So as we follow Jesus, we also know where we came from and we know where we're going because we're following him. He knows where he's going. Now, just to set things up for November, here are um, just some things about the series that's coming up and some things that are happening in the month of November. So this is a little bit about where we are going. We're going to unpack our vision statement in the month of November. So each week we'll talk about one of the elements, reach, love, imitate, and duplicate. And here's our vision statement. Imagine a church that reaches into the community, loves people, wherever they are, imitates Jesus seeking real life change and duplicates this process by making disciples. So November is going to be a month of vision. And there are also several things that are going to be happening. One is that next Sunday, if everything goes well, we will be back in the worship center. So that'll be cool. And, uh, but before that, the day before that, one of the things that will help us get there is if you can show up on Saturday. 8 to 12 Saturday, Ohio State has a night game, so you're good, right? Isn't that right? 8 o'clock, I think? Yeah, yeah. I knew you guys would know. I thought that was right. Um, so 8 to 12 in the morning, um, just come. And there are things that we need to do inside our building. We also need to do some things to the grounds just to get it ready uh, for the upcoming winter. So if you can be here from 8 to noon this Saturday or any time frame from 8 to noon. If you can only be here for an hour, just show up and, and come and help. That would be great. So next Sunday we'll be in the, in the worship center again and see some of the uh, painting and things that have been done out there. Um, the following Sunday, the 13th, when we talk about um, love, 
We are going to talk, also we're going to give you an opportunity to do a, what's called a spiritual gifts inventory or a, a test. Um, it's just a quick survey that will help you see where your strengths are and how God has wired you and how you have an opportunity then to follow and, and serve in the ways that God has created you uniquely. And then on the following Sunday, on the 20th, we're going to have, um, we're going to talk about imitating Jesus, but we're also going to have a ministry fair after the services so that you'll be able to take that spiritual gifts inventory, seeing how you are wired and say, okay, here are places that make sense for me to serve. They align with my gifts. Or maybe I feel like God's calling me to this and it doesn't, it's not my biggest strength, but he's going to grow me through this process. And so that's an opportunity as well. Um, so we're going to be doing that on the 20th of November. And then on the 27th, we're going to talk about what it means to duplicate this process, to go through the whole thing over and over. And what's really cool is we're going to have um, our missionary partners from North Africa, whose name I can't mention because this is being recording and they're in a very secure area, but they're going to be here with us. And they're going to talk about the work God is doing in North Africa and how that's connected to, work, to the work that God is doing here and how all of it is part of duplicating and making disciples. So we're really excited about the month of November. A couple other things that are going to happen in the, month of, in the month of November. Next Sunday, we will have our regular Discover One. So we ask everybody to bring an extra dollar above and beyond the normal giving that you do. Um, and that goes to help somebody in our community. So we ask everybody to participate in that. We will also, in the month of November, have our caring tree out so we can bless children up at the children's home and some families in our local context. We will also then be talking about our Discover 100 offering and uh, how we do that in the month of December when we go out and we bless people. So we're asking you to start thinking about that, to be able to collect at least $100, save $100, again, above your regular giving to use to bless people in our community um, during the Christmas season. So a lot of things are coming up in the month of November. It's going to be a really, really good month. And we also have Thanksgiving, you know, so that's a good thing. So a lot of really neat things. But before we get to the month of November, we want to take a little bit of time and look at where we've been. So that's where we're going. Let's talk about where we've been and bring it up to today and finish out this series strong. So if you remember, uh, the very first week, hey, we have seats in the front. I don't want to shout anybody out, but the, if, you know, there are seats available. Maybe if you guys have a seat, raise your hand. There are some seats right up here in the front, and now no one's going to come up here because it's like, oh, I don't want to come up front. So I just shouldn't have done that, so I'm sorry. Don't pretend like that didn't happen. But if people come to sit, that's good. Give them some space. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. So we started off the first week um, in the book of Joshua. And we looked back and we looked ahead. Um, we saw how God parted the waters of the Jordan so the people could cross through them. And how when they got to the other side, they, they took stones as a memorial, remembering what God had done. And we said, take a stone this week and let it remind you of something God has brought you through. And if you weren't here that week, at the very end of the service, you'll have an opportunity to get a, a stone. And we've, we've tied it each week to something, and we'll tie it to something again today. So the first week we said, God has brought us through something, and, and celebrate that. But don't stay there. When the people crossed the Jordan, they didn't stay in that spot. They moved on, and God provided an amazing victory in Jericho. And so we want to look forward 
to what God is going to do as well. So look back and look ahead. Then in week two, we took some time to look around us. We talked about the actual demographics of our area and how God has uniquely placed us, the body of Christ, the church, the people in this area, in northwest Columbus, to make an impact in the kingdom and in the world. And so we're asking that we would look around. And and we looked at how Jesus did that, that he went into an area and said, there are the people that I'm going to reach. And he did that. Then we looked in the third week at the reality of heaven and hell. It was a matter of life and death. And in contrast to hell, God offers us life, abundant life here on earth, eternal life in heaven. And God wants people to go there to live with him. He wants them to choose heaven. And that's why he sent Jesus to come and die on the cross and and pay the penalty for our sins. And so we talked about at the very end how we were saved from something. The reality of an eternity without God for something. But we said that something wasn't heaven as much as it was God saved us for something that we were supposed to be involved with. And that led us to last week when Jim came up and he said, here is what it is. It's really up to you. God saved us from an eternity without him for good works. It's by grace you've been saved through faith, not by works so that no one can boast. But then it goes on to say that God has prepared works for us, things that we are supposed to do. And so as our response to God, we are involved in good works. And we have the privilege and responsibility to be involved in those. As God moves us from being fed to feeding, from being served to serving, from being given to to becoming givers. And then Jim challenged us to leave our building and go into our mission field and serve like champions as God empowers us and provides victory. And so today we come full circle. We started off in the book of Joshua And we're going to end in the book of Joshua. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24 in in your printed Bible or in your electronic Bible, however you're looking at it. Joshua has led the people for many, many years. And now he gathers them for one final speech, one final encouragement to them. And right after this, shortly after this, he's going, to, he's going to die at 110. So this is kind of his final address to them. And it's a fairly long speech that we're going to read together. But as we get into it here in the first part, I want us to notice how often he points out God's goodness. How he points out God's provision. Over and over and over and over. So in the first part, that's what we're going to look at. All right, Joshua chapter 24, verses 1 through 13. Then Joshua summoned all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, including their elders, leaders, judges, and officers. So they came and presented themselves to God. Joshua said to the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River, and they worshipped other gods. But I took your ancestor Abraham from the land beyond the Euphrates and led him into the land of Canaan. I gave him many descendants through his son Isaac. To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau. To Esau I gave the mountains of Seir. 
while Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. Then I sent Moses and Aaron, and I brought terrible plagues on Egypt. And afterward, I brought you out as a free people. But when your ancestors arrived at the Red Sea, the Egyptians chased after you with chariots and charioteers. When your ancestors cried out to the Lord, I put darkness between you and the Egyptians. I brought the sea crashing down on the Egyptians, drowning them. With your very own eyes, you saw what I did. Then you lived in the wilderness for many years. Finally, I brought you out into the land of the Amorites on the east side of the Jordan. They fought against you, but I destroyed them before you. I gave you victory over them, and you took possession of their land. Then Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, started a war against Israel. He summoned Balaam, Balaam, son of Beor, to curse you. But I would not listen to him. Instead, I made Balaam bless you. And so I rescued you from Balak. When you crossed the Jordan River and came to Jericho, the men of Jericho fought against you, as did the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. But I gave you victory over them. And I sent terror ahead of you to drive out the two kings of the Amorites. It was not your swords or bows that brought you victory. I gave you land you had not worked on. And I gave you towns you did not build. The towns where you are now living. I gave you vineyards and olive groves for food, though you did not plant them. They are remembering God's goodness. That's the first thing that we need to do. Honestly, I sometimes struggle with this. I'm just being super honest with you. It's pretty easy for me to get distracted by the, the problems that we see in our world or the struggles that we have even in our own churches or maybe the things that are happening in my own family or my own personal life. And too often it's, it's easy for me to focus on the negatives and get to a state of sadness and even depression. I'm just being real honest with you guys. It happens to me. I'm saying some of you are probably doing that as well. Deal with that problem. But in contrast, what a blessing it is to remember God's goodness. Right? Such a blessing. And maybe you will remember the words of this song. Some of you will, and you'll say, we should sing that. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Joshua literally counts these blessings one by one, one after the other, as, as he says, look, look what God has done. And when we start our day, each morning, by saying, God, I just want to remember the things you've done for me and celebrate your goodness. The rest of our day goes so much better. And we are positioned with God to hear him better and to react and respond more adequately to the Holy Spirit's promptings as we try to love him and love people and impact the world. We have opportunities in front of us and it works so much better when we start our day by remembering what God has done. So remember God's goodness. 
And as we remember God's goodness, it, it really is pretty natural for us then to say, you know what, I want to respond to that. I want to say thanks. I want to respond to God's goodness with commitment. And that's what Joshua challenges the people to do, starting in verse 14. So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today who you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. The people replied, We would never abandon the Lord and serve other gods. For the Lord our God is the one who has rescued us and our ancestors from slavery in the land of Egypt. He performed mighty miracles before our very eyes. As we traveled through the wilderness among our enemies, he preserved us. It was the Lord who drove out the Amorites and the other nations living here in the land. So we too will serve the Lord, for he alone is our God. And you're going, yeah, this is good. They're responding. They're saying yes. Yes, God, we remember all the good things you've done, and now we're going to just say yes to you. We're going to follow you. We're going to do everything you say. And don't you feel like Joshua's going to be going, yeah, that's right. Whoa, that's good. But he doesn't. Man, it's kind of surprising what Joshua does here. It's a little bit unexpected. Verse 19, then Joshua warned the people, you're not able to serve the Lord. Well, Mr. he should not be like a uh, motivational speaker, should he? <laughs> you can't do this. You are not able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy and jealous God. He will not forgive your rebellion and your sins. If you abandon the Lord and serve other gods, he will turn against you and destroy you, even though he has been so good to you. But the people answered Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. You are a witness to your own decision, Joshua said. You have chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, they replied. We are witnesses to what we have said. All right then, Joshua said. Destroy the idols among you. And turn your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. The people said to Joshua, we will serve the Lord our God. We will obey him alone. Joshua is really calling the people to a commitment. He's saying, you know what? You're saying this, but it's going to take more than just your words. It's going to take action. And I'm guessing that some of us do a little bit better with our words than we do with our actions. I'm, again, standing before you saying that's me at times. Absolutely. And I think we need to ask ourselves, what are, what are the idols that we place before God? Even though we say, no, I'm going to serve the Lord only, what are the idols we still struggle with? What are the things that we place between us and our relationship with God? Whatever that thing that's on your mind right now, whatever that is, 
when we take communion in a minute, just confess that to the Lord and ask him to help you. And he can come in and destroy idols and remove them and keep them from coming back. It's not something we can honestly do ourselves. But when we say, Lord, I want to commit my heart to you fully, he will, he will do it. He will help you. And then Joshua does something that's really cool. And this happens multiple times in the Bible. We don't have time to get into all the details of it. But Joshua then goes into a thing called a covenant. We don't really do covenants so well in our culture. It's just not part of our, our society. We think of things that are like contracts as kind of the closest we can get, but it's not exactly a contract. Uh, real basically, a covenant is, is like a solemn agreement between two or more parties. Sometimes those covenants can be almost one-ended. It's just God saying, I am going to do this. I'm making a covenant with you. And I will bless you, and I will make you multiply, or whatever those things are. Things that are not dependent necessarily on our our reaction to them because we can't do anything to earn that covenant. Other covenants are more kind of a two-way thing, and that's what this is. God has said, if you will, will truly say yes to me, I will bless you. And I will help you, and I will lead you, and I will guide you, and, and you will be able to have a life that's significant. One example of a covenant would be when God brought Noah's family out of the ark. And he said, I'm not going to destroy the world by, by flood any longer. I'm not going to do that again. And then he gave them, as a sign of the covenant, he gave them a rainbow. So when we see a rainbow, that is a reminder to us of God's goodness. That's what the rainbow is about. Another covenant one that we have no part in earning is the covenant that Jesus gave us when he took the Passover meal with his disciples and he said, I'm making a new covenant with you. And I'm giving my life for yours. And he said, I want you to take this bread. It's my body that's been broken for you. And I want you to take this cup. It's my blood that's been poured out for you. And every time you take these emblems, this, this bread and this cup, you remember, you proclaim what Jesus has done. And every week we do that. We take the bread and cup. And we're going to do that here. And we're going to do it a little differently today. Right now the servers are going to come around and pass out the emblems. And so go ahead and take them. But please don't take them. Just receive them and hold them. And we're going to take them all together in just a minute. So as the trays come by, take a, a cracker or the bread and take the juice, the cup, and just hold them for a minute. And while those are being passed, I want, I want to go into the language that, that Joshua uses for this covenant. Verse 25, so Joshua made a covenant with the people that day at Shechem, committing them to follow the decrees and regulations of the Lord. Joshua recorded these things in the book of God's instructions as a reminder of their agreements he took a huge stone and he rolled it beneath the terebinth or oak tree beside the tabernacle of the Lord. Isn't it interesting? 
as they cross the Jordan, they use a stone to remind them of God's goodness. And as they make this covenant with God, Joshua says, here, this big stone is going to be a reminder for us. And so again, if you have one of those stones, please let it remind you of God's goodness and let it remind you of of the covenant that you're making with him today. Saying yes to him. God has provided so much for the people and now he asks them to respond by following his ways. So remember God's goodness and and respond with a commitment. And this is something we need to do every day. It's not just once a week or once a month or whenever we happen to think of it. It would be good for us to remember every day how good God is to us and say, God, today, I just want to respond with a commitment back to you. Each week we remember God's goodness and we respond by saying, thank you, God. And again, here is a part of my life that I would like for you to take control of that maybe I haven't fully surrendered. By taking the bread and the cup, we remember the covenant Jesus made. That his death and burial and resurrection are real and that they cover our sins and give us hope for abundant life here on earth and life forever with God. And we do this as a body. Yes, it's an individual time, but it is so much more than that. It is communion with God and with each other. It is a time where we say, I am all in. I am part of this body of Jesus, not only here in this room, but throughout the whole world and throughout all time, people who have said yes to God. So let's pray, and then we will take these emblems together. God, it is a a true privilege to know what so many people don't know, that Jesus came to this earth, that he died, he was buried, and he rose again, and that he gave his life for ours so we could have life. God, we ask that you would remind us of this incredible covenant you made with us, a covenant of love and sacrifice on your behalf. that we would respond by saying yes. We will serve the Lord, not just with our words, but with our whole lives. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Remembering that Jesus gave his body for us, let's take the bread together. And remembering that he poured out his blood For us, for the forgiveness of our sins, let's take the cup together. Again, taking communion says that we are all in. So we ask the question, are you in? As we reset, I mean, it's an us thing. It's us as a church saying yes to what God is doing. But it's also me. 
individually, you individually saying yes to God, to respond with God's goodness, to God's goodness with commitment. And so again today, what is God asking you to do? How is he asking you to choose today? So I answer this question, to truly reset today I need to, or I choose to, and you fill in the blank with whatever God is saying in your life. This means us. This means you. This means me. Imagine a church that reaches into the community, loves people wherever they are, imitates Jesus seeking real life change, and duplicates this process by making disciples. And today we're asking this question, are you in? Do you agree with that? Do you want to be a part of a church that reaches and loves and imitates and duplicates? And if you're saying, yeah, I, I, I agree with that, then we are asking you to make it personal today. We're going to ask you to come forward and sign your names on a poster that says, with God's help, I will reach, love, imitate, and duplicate. Now, why are we asking people to sign their names? Well, let me tell you why we're not asking you to sign your names. Signing your name doesn't mean you're going to heaven. It has nothing to do with your salvation. Zero. But you can leave here today with the assurance of salvation. If you've never said yes to Jesus and given your life to him and confessed that you need him to save you, said, I've been walking this direction. I need to stop walking that way. I need to turn back to God. I've never been baptized. I need to do that. Um, if that's something that needs to happen today, don't leave until it happens. And Cindy and I are going to be over here. Um, Cindy Herpersheimer, our children's minister, and I'll be over here as well in just a few minutes. And you can come and talk to us. We'll pray with you. Um, we'll talk about what that looks like. Happy to do that with you. So that's one thing, it's, it's not, signing your name is not salvation. Signing your name is also not saying, I'm a member of Discover Christian Church. Some of you have been here for a really long time. And you know who we are, you know what we stand for, you know what we believe, and you're like, yeah, I agree with all of that. But you've never said, yeah, I'm going to officially make this part, uh, this church my church I'm going to serve and love and grow and do all the things that we do together I want to be part of that officially you've already said yes to Jesus you've done all the things we just talked about but you are not a member of anybody or you're here and you're part of another body somewhere else and it doesn't make sense if you want to say yeah I'm here then say yeah I'm here <laughs> we'd love for you to say well you know today would be a great day to do that I'll sign my name to this thing which we want to talk about in a second but I also want to say, yeah, this is where I officially want to be a part. I want to offer who I am to this congregation and allow this congregation to, to say yes to me too. So if you want to do that, we'd love for you to do that. And again, Cindy and I will be up here. You can talk to us about that. But we're also asking everybody who says yes to this vision to come up and sign this board, this poster. Now here's why. Near the beginning of the Declaration of Independence, these words come out. It says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now that was a bold declaration. 
But you know what really made that a bold declaration? When they signed it. Have you guys ever heard of John Dickinson? How about James Duane or Robert Livingston or John Jay? Now, if you're a historian, you might go, yeah, I've heard of those names. But most of us are like, no. Those are people who were at the Declaration of Independence signing and did not sign. They said, mm, yeah, I agree with that maybe, but I'm not putting my name on it. Here are some people that were present and did sign it. You may have heard of these people. John Adams, Samuel Adams, Benjamin Franklin, Benjamin Harrison, Thomas Jefferson, and in letters so big the king could read them without his spectacles, a man named John Hancock. You may have heard of those people. These are the people who make up the we in we hold these truths to be self-evident. Now, they didn't sign this Declaration of Independence to become famous. They signed it because they believed what it said. Enough to put their own names, their own lives, their own reputations on it. And they said, yes, I am all in with the future, the vision that we have for this nation. And we should be grateful they did that. They weren't really sure of what that looked like. Honestly, they were not at all certain what this country was going to look like. But they said, yeah, I am in. And I'm going to put my name to it. And maybe today you're saying, you know, I'm not really 100% sure of where we're headed as a church. I mean, I hear you talking about stuff, but I don't know where we're going exactly. Well, guess what? We don't either. Except to say, we are all in with this idea that we want to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we're going to do that by reaching people and loving people and, and imitating Jesus together and duplicating that process over and over. And we don't know what it's going to look like five years from now, but God does. So even though we don't know what it looks like, we believe in this vision, in this mission, and we're going to sign our names to it. Because we are part of the we. We're going to make it personal. It's a bold statement. With God's help, I'm going to do these things. That's pretty bold. It's a bold vision. But it becomes bold and personal when you declare, I'm going to sign this. I'm going to put my name on it. Now, we are not making a declaration of independence today. In fact, we're making a declaration of dependence on God. With God's help, I'm going to love. I'm going to reach. I'm going to imitate. I'm going to duplicate. And even though I don't understand everything that that means, I'm saying yes to that. I want to be a part of a church that says that that's important. So we're going to sing some songs. And again, if you need to make a public decision to give your life to Christ for the first time or to, if you want to become a member officially of Discover, come on over here. Um, you can sign first if you want to do that. That would be awesome. But everybody else, if you're saying yes, I am all about that vision. Even if you're here for the first time, you're like, that's, that's cool. I want to be a part of that. Come up. There are markers here. And there are baskets you can drop off your cups, your communion cups. See, we thought of everything. So um, you can do that. And then there are rocks. If you didn't get a rock or if you lost your rock or you want to give a rock to somebody else and tell them what we're doing, um, take one of those. So let's pray real quick. Then we're going to sing and we're going to sign. All right?
God, thanks so much for your incredible love to us um, and your vision for this church. God, we're excited to see where you lead. And we say yes to you. We respond to your goodness with a commitment. Thank you, God. We are so excited about who you are and what's coming. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on up and sign.